Uh-oh. So, uh, JD's not here. He lives in an area that was hit with a hurricane recently, so therefore he has no power, and he's trying to get power back. But he can't right now. He actually messaged me this earlier afternoon being like, Hey, you know there's no Hero Story episode last week? Well, I don't know if we could do it this week, but no. The show must go on, so I have assembled some guests to join us today on A Hero Story, so I'm not by myself here. JD's not here, but I'm still here, so ahoy! I'm Colin Buck Hunter, also known as Just Hunter. Oh, I'm Tyler. I forgot I was supposed to go. That was, <laughs> I was like, is he going to introduce me? Am I introducing myself? I forgot yeah, we talked go. about this already. I'm Tyler. I'm Comic Boy. What's up? Uh, I'm Harper, aka Comic Rebirth. Yeah, we are not prepared for this, and this is A Hero Story... <laughs> Episode, oh no, it's 104. And three, 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 three thank you. Three, Usually JD oh my reminds God, me of this. <laughs> the only was... reason I remember, <laughs> only reason I remember is because I was on episode 102 and you haven't done an episode since then. Oh yeah, we haven't. Oh, well, welcome oh, yeah. back. Look at that, bro. Back to back, baby. Harp was on two in a row. Yeah, and before this that, Tyler was on, actually. Yeah, so. We've been doing a oh, lot we of are guests. taking over. Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that's okay. <laughs> this is a Hero Story episode 100 and... Damn it, you just said it. Three, right? 103? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to say 103. <laughs> yes, it's 103. The numbers confuse me. But yeah, so Harper is here as Comic Reaver. Tyler as Comic Boy. We've both had him on the show within these past few weeks, and they're now back together. We were actually, JD and I, planned on having you guys both on for Daredevil issue 25, which is coming out November or December. And we were just going to do like a full-on Daredevil episode because we're all Daredevil fans here talking about like the comics in general from Zadarsky's run, Frank Miller, Bendis, so on and so forth, along with talking about the show and then even the Ben Affleck movie. But I guess you guys are on together early, so. That sounds amazing. Yeah, if you guys want to like rewatch Ben Affleck's movie, and we, (laughs) We yeah, we do. Apparently, the director's cut is like uh, slightly better than the original. Oh, the director's cut has Coolio. Oh, cool, (laughs) Eo. I I don't know if it still makes it good. (laughs) This episode, I don't know if you guys have watched Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the animated series. Yes. Do you remember the episode where Kang the Conqueror like flings the Avengers out of time, and then the new Avengers have to like fill their spot until they get Spider-Man, Wolverine. Yeah, Spider-Man, Wolverine, War Machine, Luke Cage. (laughs) This is that episode. This is what happened. JD's gone, and now we're like the new blood, like taking over. Oh (laughs) jeez. Until they get back. Who knows if JD's even like still alive right now? Like for all we know, he could be say. missing. I mean, As in the comics, the new Avengers know. form because the old Avengers die. So, oh no, oh, God. oh no, <laughs> yeah, maybe JD is. He's, well, uh, you guys are now. I'll be like Tony Stark and Fanny were, and like I might be. You are a Hero Story members now instead of your Avenger now. So, welcome. Please yeah, run the podcast for me. So, <laughs> please upload it okay, and put well, it on YouTube up. and everything. Uh, first up in the news, we've got live action. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll, we'll the, welcome to a Hero Story. And we're starting for those who are just joining us on a Hero Story. Hero Stories podcast all about superheroes, where we go over comic books, uh, news, live action, gaming news, all sorts of stuff like that. Usually, we start off with the news of the week, as I just mentioned. After that, we'll go over the comics of the week. This week's comics are Batman, Superman number ten, Justice League number fifty, Captain America number twenty-one, Young Justice number seventeen, Red Hood Outlaw number forty-seven. Joker War Part 2, also known as Batman number 96. Uh, Strange Adventures number 4, and 
Dark Knights Death Metal Legends of the Dark Knights, issue one. That's a complicated <laughs> name. But first, before going over those, check this time stamps, time stamps in the description. <laughs> if you want. This is a mess. <laughs> Go over the comics of the week. Man, I have to do the timestamps now, too, I realize. That's usually JD's job. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But anyways, we're starting off with the live action news of the week. So starting with live action news, uh, James Gunn revealed that the Suicide Squad movie has a title. He revealed the title logo. It's yellow. There's gunshots in the word suicide. It looks clean. What do you guys think? Cool. I like it. <clears throat> yeah, it looks like the Ostrander uh, logo. I mean, isn't yeah. it, I mean, isn't it like very based off the Ostrander? He didn't. James Gunn said he read every Suicide Squad comic ever. So yeah, that's crazy. Which so it's gonna, gonna take a lot of inspiration from everything. Yeah, which I mean, to be honest, there's not that many Suicide Squad issues. Like it's only been like four runs, yeah. maybe five runs in total. Dedication. It is dedication for sure. There's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of superhero movie directors that don't even read the source material. So. It is definitely dedication for sure. I have high hopes for this. Uh, the thing that I thought was the coolest was uh, they they did like a happy birthday James Gunn video on like Instagram and social media, Twitter and stuff, and it was just like all the cast like saying happy birthday to him. And for some reason, just seeing all of them like joking around and uh, I don't know, they looked like they were having so much fun. So yeah, he had like the white in the temples, like he's Reed Richards, bro. Oh, wow, imagine that casting. <laughs> I just I looked at it, I was like, what is going on with Cena these days, man? Yeah, I, I was I surprised know. to see that Joel Kinnaman, the dude who played uh, Rick Flagg in the first Suicide Squad, was there. So is he in this? I didn't know he was. I think he is, think yeah. He... He's oh, one of okay. the th- four returning characters. I think it's him, Amanda Waller, Harley Quinn, and Captain Boomerang are all returning. I well, didn't know Amanda Waller was in this either. There you go. Oh, I mean, yeah, obviously yeah. she has to be because Task Force X. Yeah, but I think that's it for <laughs> returning cast members. Uh, there could be more. Maybe I'm even wrong about this. Was, but uh, yeah. Somebody brought up the fact that like in that video, Idris Elba's voice is all slowed down. And they're like, it sounds like a tiger roaring. So potentially he could be Bronze Tiger. <laughs> I think that's correct. <laughs> wow, what a stretch. <laughs> because yeah, but... he's doing a happy birthday video. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big stretch. Was like, oh, yeah, it sounded weird. <laughs> I would weird. be so surprised if that was a genuine tease and those people ended up being right about that. Well, we still don't even know who they're playing is the thing. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, we like, might find out for DC Phantom. James Gunn also, he tweeted out, like, he was begging people practically. He's like, please watch DC Phantom on August 21st or 22nd. It's one of those days. And he's like begging, he's just like, there's going to be huge things announced for not just my films, but other projects too that I'm really excited for the world to see. So please watch it. I'm guessing him begging means we're going to see like a trailer for this movie and therefore confirmation of who people are playing. So that would be cool. Yeah, coming soon, a trailer. Uh, now for Marvel live action news, WandaVision is apparently still aiming to release in 2020 despite COVID-19 happening. They still plan on releasing this Disney Plus series as soon as they can. I think the estimated time was November, but it could be pushed back to December if anything. But as far as I know, it's done filming. So they're just doing I think effects. it is. Yeah. Which is weird. It's weird that like that's done filming, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier isn't. I don't know what the difference was there, but I'm so Yeah, I thought I thought Falcon and the Winter Soldier started filming before WandaVision. They yeah, did. that was supposed to be the Marvel show as well, so I don't know how WandaVision could come out first now. It'd be weird if WandaVision is the first one, because, you know, everyone's so excited for 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier because it's like, I don't know, to me, those are like big characters that are heavily related to Captain America, who was one of the two biggest characters in that entire franchise. Yeah. But to start with WandaVision, like this weird conceptual show about like what's real, what's not. Like I'm excited for it, but it'd be so weird to start with, you know what I mean? It'd be like starting phase one of the MCU with Doctor Strange. People would be like, whoa. That's a good point, actually. Well, to be fair, Iron Man wasn't very popular in 2008. So, and, until this movie came out, I mean. So, we, they did do a bit of a risk there. But I understand, like, Scarlet Witch and The Vision, they're minor characters compared to Falcon the Winter Soldier here. So, I'm honestly kind so of I more think. excited for WandaVision than Falcon the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think, I, I honestly think WandaVision has the potential to be the best, like, MCU thing. Like, I really believe that. Because it's like, Wanda is such an interesting character. And she's always been. And then The Vision... Like, the Tom King Vision comic is very good. So the fact that they're going to take that and then add, like, Wanda, and it looks like she's going to get her kids, too, and oh, it's going to mm-hmm. be great. It's going to be so good, dude. I- I'm so really excited, excited for that. It's, like, it's very obviously based on Tom King's Vision run, which is yeah. fantastic. It is a it fantastic is. comic series. There's only two oh, volumes. It's so bleak. <laughs> I highly recommend it. So the fact that I we're getting I didn't know what show, to expect. I didn't know what to expect from that series. And then, like, I think it's the very first issue where they're like, you know, in a few weeks' time, these people will be burning to death in their house or whatever. I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah. They kill the Grim Reaper and whatnot. Like, they beat him to death with, like, mm-hmm. a, with a baking sheet. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's it's a released... weird comic. It's yeah, a very, released... like, creepy vibe, though. It, it works I don't well. know if you saw this. But they they released uh, I don't know if this is new, but they showed off some Kate Bishop concept art from the from the the Hawkeye show. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, no, never mind, I did like, see that. Yeah, yeah, it's just regular looking Kate Bishop where she mm-hmm. looks, she's got the hip holes, she's got everything, and she looks so good, dude. Like she looks amazing, <laughs> and I think like like WandaVision combined with Hawkeye, I think they're definitely gonna go Young Avengers for the future. Oh, yeah, because if they get, like, the Wanda's kids, or even if they go down a yep. different route and get, like, Viv, uh, Vision's yeah, daughter, they could mm-hmm. definitely do Young Avengers. And it looks Kate like Bishop. in the show, I think in the, the the Super Bowl trailer, they showed, like, two babies, and in the comics, her babies are uh, Wiccan and Speed, and they're both, like, Young Avengers, so if they go that way for the, like, going forward for phase, you know, five, I guess... And then mm-hmm. add Kamala Khan, do whatever you want. Like it's gonna be really cool. Oh yeah, Miss Marvel's also getting a show. We haven't really <laughs> heard any news on that since the it yeah, was announced. True. But yeah, I forgot all about that. It feels like every mm-hmm. show's moving forward except for oh no, except for Moon Knight too. Moon Knight's also getting a show, which we haven't heard it's much in, about. Uh, She-Hulk. She-Hulk oh yeah, She Hulk too. Yeah, D's. Okay, Hawkeye's moving forward. Falcon Winter Soldier and WandaVision are pretty much done. So, I guess, granted, these shows are coming out throughout the years. It's not like they're all coming out at once. So, I'm excited. I'm really excited for WandaVision. I do hope it comes out in 2020. It'd be we- it's going to be weird because that'll be like the only MCU thing in 2020, period. So, that's yeah. going to be a little weird to see, but I'm looking forward to well, it. I mean, Black Widow. If it comes out. <laughs> it's, supposed yeah. to be, it's supposedly still coming out, so. Yeah, well, I mean... Black Widow, Allegedly. we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I think November yeah. 2nd is like, the release date for that. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep you all updated. Allegedly, it's still coming out. <laughs> when up- I left the theater after seeing Avengers Endgame, you know, after crying and, and seeing my <laughs> idol of the last 
decade and a bit die, sacrifice his life for the universe. Uh, I, I remember thinking to myself, wow, that's that's kind of it for me, for the MCU. Like, that should be the, the ending right there, and then everything else is just whatever. To me, the best way to continue it is in, te- in television. Like, I, I think I'm more interested in what the MCU is doing on TV now because it feels like that huge arc of the MCU is done. Yeah, I mean, we, we all know that superheroes with a good budget can make a damn good TV show. Look at Daredevil, for example. Yeah. So yeah. with these MCU movies coming out with a huge movie-style budget... I have a lot of hope for this continuation. It's even like a lot, they could, uh, going forward, there's a lot of things they could do TV shows for like, so like, let's say they didn't want to make an X-Men movie and they made an X-Men series and then they spin those off in like a new mutant series and an X-Force series. That would be so sick, dude. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. They should definitely do that. An X-Men series. I I would want a Fantastic Four movie, but I wouldn't be against a Fantastic Four Disney Plus show. So If it's just the Fantastic Four going on like, crazy silly adventures like that's a perfect show right there i pay i pay like hundreds of dollars to see that let alone a disney plus subscription i was gonna say it's probably only like 6.99 man but yeah exactly but i mean if you want you could spend your hundreds of dollars on that we'll see i mean fantastic four will be happening but we'll wait and see to see if they get movies or not i mean even moon knight at first when they announced that moon knight was getting a tv series and i love moon knight i was kind of disappointed i wanted a moon knight movie but after rewatching Daredevil and knowing that Moon Knight's like a dark character like that, I feel like a TV show is definitely the way to go. I just hope it'll be like a darker <laughs> rating rather than a quippy rating. <laughs> the good yeah, thing yeah. about TV shows is that I feel, you know, if you were making, like I did a post today on Spider-Man and how I think like a Spider-Man mm-hmm. TV show would be really cool because you can introduce that character and see how people kind of receive him and, you know, take things from the comics and put them into the character and see what works and what doesn't. And if it doesn't work, then the second season, you can rectify that and you can change things. Whereas a movie, you've kind of got one shot and like, yeah, you can change things in the sequel, but at the end of the day, that first movie is still the way it is. And the sequel would be retconning anything else. Whereas a a TV show can kind of evolve more naturally. Yeah. No, that's a good one. A Spider-Man TV show would be really cool, actually. You could have Spider-Man, like I think would be perfect, man. But it's yeah. it's all Sony. It's like that's the problem is that Sony. Oh uh, yeah. Character, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. they ever lost the character, and there was a TV show. This is uh, they're getting them pretending. Back too, is the... Yeah, I mean, this is like, also pretending after... like Tom Holland's Spider-Man doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, what if they have like Gwen Stacy in the first two seasons, and then in season two she dies, and you it's like you... all you need to do is just Ultimate Spider-Man the series. Yeah, not the oh. cartoon, live action Ultimate Spider-Man. That'd be oh, cool, man. Just bring that back and have Miles a part of it. And Gwen, yeah. Gwen Stacy oh, was man. a huge part of Ultimate as well. So you could do that. Mm-hmm. Even Nick Fury was a huge part of Peter's life in the it early was. days of Spider-Man then. So that'd be cool. Actually. Speaking of Sony. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, that was a transition. Oh, Gaming right. News. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I tried. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. I'm like, what, what do you mean speaking of Sony? Gaming News. Sony decided, <laughs> hey. Sony, I've been hired. Yeah, they they so we all know avengers the game is coming marvel's avengers is coming out soon for playstation 4 xbox one and the next gen consoles and sony decided hey you like xbox well we don't (laughs) so they are releasing spider-man on that game but as a playstation exclusive if you get marvel's avengers on xbox you will never get to play as the amazing spider-man which sucks (laughs) 
I have seen a lot of people mad. They're like, it's anti-consumer. What a genius move by Sony. Yeah, it is, like, yeah, like, God is. <laughs> what an amazing business move. You can play the Avengers, but you won't get Marvel's biggest character. Ever. From a marketing point of view, it makes sense. But from a fan point of view, I'm like, dang, that sucks. I was always my own yeah. getting on PlayStation, but dang, that sucks. The thing that yeah. sucks the most is that not only is it just for PlayStation players, which I'm very thankful that I bought a PS4 Pro now, but also that it's free DLC. Like, it's not like you have to pay for it as well. It's just, hey, PlayStation gamers, here's this for free because we love you so yeah. much. It's like every, all the DLC they said, every DLC character, everything's going to be free. And it's like you're paying the same amount of money on Xbox for less content. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good crazy. point. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good way of saying it. I mean, that's people, that's what people are mad about. Usually with uh, exclusives for games coming out on both systems, sometimes just like, oh, get it on Xbox and you get like, your character can be green or get it on PlayStation and you'll get like a, like a stamp or something like that. But yeah. this is like a like full a new people. character with his own unique moveset. I bet he'll have alternative skins and dialogue and all that. Oh yeah, they said it. They said they're going to have, it's going to be like gear customizable like the rest of the Avengers and he's going to oh. have his own everything like that. And I was like, like they, they you know, at least the whole uh, thing on their forums or whatever and explained like, this is our Spider-Man. It's going to be our Spider-Man. It's not going to be PS4 Spider-Man. It's yeah. not going to be like the internet version. This is going to be ours. He's going to be based on the Ditko designs, but you're also going to be able to customize him however you want. So it's literally just a new, brand new character fitting into that game, into that universe that you won't get on, on uh, Xbox. Which probably means that he won't be part of the story. Like, yeah. or yeah. at least like a major part. Maybe like... You will knock him when you beat the game, and then you could do like New Game Plus with well, Spider-Man said, or something. They said he's gonna he's gonna launch in 2021, so he's gonna be one of the DLC characters. Oh, okay, yeah. So he's not coming right away because there's yeah, rumors so like, that you know how, yeah, yeah. They said that Hawkeye is gonna be the next like the post-launch first post-launch hero. Like mm-hmm. Spider-Man's gonna be one of the post-launch heroes. Okay, and there's rumors that uh, Ant-Man might be as well. But okay, yeah. <laughs> no, they actually sense. revealed they revealed Hank Pym. I think Hank Pym as and, like a not as a playable character though. He oh, okay. is, according to the first war table, he is a character that's a heavy part of the story, but he is not playable. But, probably going to be playable. I mean, they probably release him playable. Yeah, or I'm if anything, they'll release, like, be, Scott Lang, maybe. I was or, thinking they're probably going to do, like, Black Panther is probably going to be one of them. Oh, uh, guaranteed. Carol Danvers, 100%. Like, Captain yeah. Marvel, 100% is going to be there. Like, yeah, for sure. People were like, Xbox should get Wolverine as compensation. No, they're never, like... You know, Wolverine like, won't <laughs> be in the game. <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to get any X-Men. I don't think we're going to get any Fantastic Four members. And I don't think we're going to get any Defenders either. Like, I think this is purely, like, if they've been on the Avengers for a long time in the comics, they're in. Well, it's and, like, well, Wolverine was an Avenger because of Bendis, and so was Spider-Man. So, so was Spider-Man, yeah. Are, yeah. Exactly. So I think people are like, if you put Spider-Man in the game, he's not a traditional Avenger, put Wolverine in there too. And that's not going to happen. Like, I don't know what no. people think. Yeah, I mean, like, Wolverine, happened. he's known as an X-Men. And from a yeah. casual point of view, people will be like, oh, I saw Infinity War in Endgame, so, you know, Spider-Man's an Avenger. So, even though he's usually yeah. not an Avenger, it's gonna... It, it kind of make. I was expecting him to be in this game. I see you, Hunter. I see you baiting me to do my Tom Holland impression again. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. So, yeah, so... Hey, uh, Mr. Stark! <laughs> uh, I, was, I was baiting you there. I was waiting for it. <laughs> You baited me pretty hard, yeah. But yeah, Tyler raises a good point that Captain Marvel will be in a hundred percent. Like, because even Kamala Khan has a Captain Marvel T-shirt and a poster in her room. Mm-hmm. Like, she's in the game. She's she exists. In- yeah, yeah, so she's definitely there. 
Yeah, and I mean, they might even do like Inhumans because like Terra Genesis, like Kamala Khan's an Inhuman, mm-hmm. so they might do. I mean, maybe down the line you'll get like an Inhuman. That'd be cool. I would love Black Bolt. If Black Bolt was playable, I think that'll be a lot of fun. That'd be awesome. I I, I hope so. But yeah, um, the Avengers game beta starts next week. It's actually, if you pre-order the game, it's on right tomorrow. now, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it was, I heard it got delayed till tomorrow because of, like, server overload or something. Yeah, well, if you're listening to this podcast. Like, hey, yes. <laughs> yeah, so Are you guys if, interested in that game, like, to I begin very, with? I'm yeah. actually really hyped for it. I am, yeah. I, I don't really get all the hate towards it. I understand the graphics aren't the greatest, but... I'm pretty excited for it. I think the gameplay looks a lot of fun, especially Thor's gameplay. How you could just fly up. It looks the sky. like something for me that like it's gonna be depending on which character. Which is funny because I saw people talking about it saying that like Iron Man is actually less fun to control than like Black Widow, and I was like, oh, that's interesting because you know Tyler and I are like the big Iron Man fanboys, so the only reason I'm gonna get that game is just so I can play as him. And just hearing that, oh yeah, it's a little bit clunky and it's a little bit kind of linear with how he moves. I was like, oh, oh okay, well, we'll see what it is. Could be totally wrong. It is the beta after all, so there's still things I'm sure they're they doing could... this to see fan reviews. Yeah, and then we could all say it because even uh, at the war table that happened last week, which was a live stream where they announced Hawkeye. They said they weren't planning on having Hawkeye in the game, but fans were saying they wanted Hawkeye so badly that they added him in. Like, they, oh, they added Hawkeye in purely due to fan feedback, which is That's cool. It's insane that they wouldn't have been planning that. Like, Hawkeye is he's a main Avenger due to the movies, and it's like, how are you never going to add that guy? Or, like, how is he not going to come? You know what I mean? Yeah, crazy. and it's not like they're doing, like, a pretty unique team. Like, the team is the movie team. <laughs> the yeah. movie plus Kamala Khan. Yeah, it's the yeah movie team plus Miss Marvel just minus Hawkeye, which was revealed like way later too. Like initially, it was just hey, here's the movie team, but they don't look quite the way you remember them. Yeah, exactly. So it was weird that Hawkeye yeah. wasn't a planned character until just recently. Oh, I too. Oh, I just yeah, like like I was even th- I just remembered like you know who's Avengers, Scarlet Witch, and the Vision. They could be in this game too. Oh, Vision would be that. fun. I don't know yeah, if I could see Scarlet Witch, but Vision would be really fun. Could- for Realistically, sure. I mean, like you know, hypothesizing about who's going to be in the game. I don't know. I mean, it could be literally anyone because everyone's been an Avenger at one point. So pretty much, yeah. Tyler, yeah. do you have a PlayStation or an Xbox? I have a PlayStation. I have both oh. actually. We all have PlayStations, including JD. Maybe we'll all play one day because oh. it is for play. No one's. I and have then... no friends, so someone add me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll all play sometime, and then we'll we'll all come on a hero story when JD is no longer missing, and we could all talk about it together. And <laughs> Tyler and Harper could fight over who gets to be Iron Man <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> get Iron Man. I'll I'll play as Kamala. Okay. Well, you're the only person that seems to want to play her before like the other Avengers. I'd want to play Thor mostly. I know JD. I don't know what JD wants to play most. I'm pretty sure he said Captain America at one point. But we'll, we'll all play it. We'll, we'll figure it out when it comes out. Moving on for comic news. <laughs> to me, <laughs> here's what I think. I think that as long as this game stays true to the comics, we'll be very happy. And speaking of comics, 
Oh, oh. there we go. <laughs> Comic news. Okay, that, that was a little better than your first one. <laughs> I interrupted you just to do that. Yeah, I can tell. Transition. I didn't mean to, but it just happened. Hey, it worked. Uh, comic news, Francis Manupel, no, mostly known for his art on Justice League No Justice and The Flash New 52 and uh, just other things, I guess. Uh, he's been teasing a massive splash page on his Instagram story for the past like four days of the recording of like this spiral shot of all the Justice League members and Teen Titans members and all these characters just running at this giant person in a bright light. Very comic booky page, but that's something to notice is these characters are wearing like their older outfits from before New 52 even happened, before Flashpoint. So Wonder Woman's in like her classic outfit and you see, well, that's the only one I can remember off the top of my head, but Wonder Woman's in her classic outfit. <laughs> so there are more, there are definitely more, but it, people are thinking like this is either like time travel, multiverse, or we're going back to before new 52 granted we don't know what comic this is for but it's francis monopoly tends to do bigger comics so i'm thinking this might be like post death metal work that he's doing right now maybe you know what i bet be? what you know how, like they always do this they're always like check out the multiverse and you always see like oh there's the pre-52 earth like in convergence remember when they did that oh yeah like oh, God, it's superman he's got the trunks again but you're never gonna see that i bet it's like that Oh, it might be. They're always teasing <laughs> us like that. It's always like the meanest thing. Like, Look at this earth where Robin stayed without pants. Like, yeah, you know, like Flash Forward did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're yeah. talking about. Okay, yeah. Well, it could just be that. Just, hey, yeah. here's a little thing to make you all nostalgic. And then you flip the page and, oh, it's back to what it is now, which isn't yeah, bad. We're doing but now. it's just. He also know. put up like a page of, of like all the flashes from Speed Metal running together. So I wonder if it is a. A death metal related thing and maybe it is you know hey everything you love is coming back even though we promised that would happen in doomsday clock and then it didn't really and now mm. we're on death metal and now everything's coming back again like yeah they also promised it for dc universe rebirth number one <laughs> yep <laughs> i mean now it's hey everything's coming back again but we'll see if it actually happens i mean scott snyder's really trying i, I respect because he said in interviews and whatnot yeah. that he's really really trying to bring everything back along with keeping that fresh character still fresh so, we'll see. Uh, the other bit of news is Black Cat will be a major character in the next Spider-Man arc with Patrick Gleason uh, on art. It starts at issue 50. We don't know the full plot yet. But the first cover shows Peter Parker hiding from characters such as Gwen Stacy, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, Miles Morales, Silk, uh, Spider-Girl from the alternate universe where he marries Mary Jane and they have a kid. Oh, he's hiding from... The Into the Spider-Verse 2, basically. He's really scared of Into the Spider-Verse 2. And so he's yeah. hiding from it. And he needs to team up with Black Cat because he's terrified of this future film. So that seems to be the plot so far. But we haven't seen Black Cat in, since uh, The Hunted. Spider-Woman is on the cover too. Yeah, Spider-Woman too. So it, it's just a spider people working together to take down Peter Parker. So Black Cat was a major character in the last Craven arc called The Hunted. I think it was called The Hunted. It's really good. Yeah. Like, I highly it recommend it. It's a great comic. It's like the best, that's the best thing they've done with Craven since they brought him back from the dead for no reason. Yeah, it, it's really... Well, and then he kind of dies at the end. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah but I'm saying like, that was the best thing they've done with him since Last Hunt. Since yeah, Last Hunt. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's one of the best Craven. It's one of like the best modern Craven stories ever, or Craven mm-hmm. stories in general. But it's really good. But Black Cat was a major character in that. And then when the arc ended, she just kind of disappeared. Like I, I can't remember where she went, but she she's just not in the comics anymore. So she's coming back for issue fifty. I think Peter and Black Cat's relationship is really awesome in modern times. How they're kind of like, are we friends? Are we enemies? Bat Cat kind of thing. So. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's uh, really cool. I think like they're uh, they're treating it more because Peter and well after all new all different she became like the kingpin and that was like a really weird. I thought that was weird. That was like, weird. I don't know if that really like cat, but I'm happy yeah. that now they're kind of embracing. Even though it's kind of weird, they're embracing more of like a like a sibling kind of thing between them. Where like they they used to date, they used to be together, but it obviously didn't work out, and now they just kind of. <laughs> And you call that a sibling relationship? Yeah, you know, you know, like what we do with all of our siblings. We date for a bit, it doesn't work out, then we're just friends. I'm glad you caught that too, Harper. Yeah, I was like, what? It's like raised an eyebrow there. I said it, I realized what how that would sound. But what I meant was that now they've realized that they're not meant to be together like that, and so they're more like close close friends there we go that's a better that yeah close friends that's a little bit better (laughs) oh my god (laughs) hold up crying well we're all different countries here so we some things might be different (laughs) where we are oh man yeah new york is weird yeah (laughs) i've never been so i'll be i'll be careful when i go next i was gonna say i'm definitely not going now yeah Either of you guys read Black Cat this week? She's speaking of. Yeah, there's a comic. It was like issue oh. twelve or thirteen or something. No. Maybe it was more. Maybe it was like nineteen. Only reason I I even flipped through it was because Iron Man was on the cover, and <laughs> I, I can imagine this would annoy Tyler. It's just well, an entire issue of of her and Iron Man fighting, and they're both in like armors. And it's just her outsmarting, you know, it's just her outsmarting Tony Stark. And she even says, oh, I've only been wearing this for seven minutes, but I know his weaknesses and I can outsmart him. And it's like so bizarre. And there's even a part where Tony's just like, give me my armor back. I take that thing very seriously. You know, I even had a whole war over it, which I'm like, that's a fun reference to Armor Wars, but it was the lamest line ever. He's just like, I had a war over it, you know, and he still gets his ass kicked by Black War, and then he looks at the camera and winks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it seems very on the nose. It's like if the next yeah. like Batman issue is just like, you can't beat me. I just went through a death metal and like, oh my god, winks at the camera. There is there is genuinely a line in that weird Legends of the Dark Knight book that is like that. Like when we get to it, there Which... is a one word that I rolled my eyes at so hard because it was so cringy, right. just like that. Let's do it. Let's get into the comics, starting with that one, Legends of the Dark Knight issue one, which was a stupid issue. Such a dumb it issue. So dumb. It, was it was so, so not good. It was. It must have been the dumbest comic I've read in years. <laughs> this was like I, the whole time I read it, I was just. <laughs> This is actually the worst thing I've ever read. Like, this is honestly I'm like, top so 10 glad I'm not alone. Ever. I thought I was going to be on this podcast and everyone was going to be like, yeah, it was really good. You know, I really like the Tomasi part. I like the Snyder part. I, I really like the, the Warren Ellis one. It was really, really cool. And then I'd be like, oh my God, it's not Warren. It's not. It's no, Garth it's, Ennis. It's Garth, I did yeah. a you, Hunter. Oh my oh, God. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did you after I called you out for it. Oh my yeah, God. I did that on like a shoot. Yeah. I'm like. Episode ninety eight or something, but yeah, basically. Yeah, I thought. 
Sorry, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, I thought I was going to be the only one who was like, what was this? This was just such a goddamn no, waste. Bad. For the listeners that don't know, basically, if you've read any of the DC anniversary issues, like Action Comics 1000, uh, Joker 80th Anniversary, stuff like that, this comic was a lot like that. It's a bunch of really small issues written by different writers, and there's different art on it. So there's one by Scott Snyder, there's one by Pierre J. Domassi, there's one, like you said, by Warren Ellis, or Garth Ellis. Dang it, Garth <laughs> Garnis. <laughs> we suck at this. And so I guess you guys want to go over the stories together and we'll just explain why we hate this so much. <laughs> yep. Story one, Scott Snyder. It literally is just a recap of Metal. Like, nothing yep. happens. It's just like, hey, did you not read Metal? Well, the Batman Who Laughs exists and this is why he exists. That's all it was. And afterwards, we see from another Earth... Basically, Bruce Wayne being Dr. Manhattan. And at first, you get that little page of him going into the the experiment, and you see, like, the skeleton that's blue. And it's like, oh, that's cool. It's like Watchmen. But then you flip the page, it's, it's Batman Hatton. It's Bruce Wayne <laughs> as Dr. It's, Manhattan. Yeah, they literally say Batman Hatton. Yeah, like, Bat-Hatton. they say Bat Hatton. I was like, what? Batman Hatton. Like, it's like one long word, Batman Hatton. It's like, what? Yep. It's not even I like... It seems I like fan fiction. This would like it really does. bring Alan Moore from the grave just to like punch Scott Snyder. He's <laughs> not so dead hard. though. He yeah, well, himself. His mind's a little dead. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, look, he, he's got some weird voodoo shit going on. But... Yeah, he's a little weird right now. But I, I like this makes me understand why he hates people like you, yeah. Watchmen, so much. This is bad. You can just stab Doctor Manhattan in the head and kill him. That's what the Joker, the Batman who laughs, does. He just stabs him in the head, and now there's yeah. But like he can literally deform and reform himself in an instant, every single molecule of his body. So that it shouldn't affect him at all. I think like Scott Snyder thought like, oh, we should make a Batman who has Doctor Manhattan powers. But then, I guess, after he already wrote that, he's like, oh, wait, I want want him to be a bad guy, though. So let's just... It's bad guys. It's what we do. So he decided to get Batman and laughs to stab him. I guess he couldn't think of, like, how do you kill Dr. Manhattan? I'll just just use knife. (laughs) You know, I'll just knife him. Where it's Bruce Wayne in the Speedo, like... Floating the <laughs> oh my god that has to be the stupidest page yes yeah absolutely a long time i have a theory by the way yeah if you actually look and i like all of these writers but i just want to point out that this story was written by scott snyder mm-hmm. james tinian or tynan whatever and joshua williamson now i like joshua williamson but batman hatton sounds like a joshua williamson line <laughs> that has to be him because it's just such a like it's so goofy but i can so tell that he was like oh because everyone's going like wally manhattan and you know flash hatton and everything and he was like hmm batman hatton <laughs> and everyone in the room just like stands up and just starts cheering <laughs> <laughs> whistling and just screaming like yeah yeah it's like 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 one word batman <laughs> dan Dio is just looking up at the dc officers with a single tear coming down his cheek <laughs> you know what it was they were on the whiteboard and it and they wrote batman manhattan and then what he did was he got up and he 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 erased the man at the end of bat and just wrote a slash and it was batman manhattan and they all they all began to cheer <laughs> 
throwing roses at him and everything. Oh my god. <laughs> DC Rider Room must be wild. If it's not like this, I'd be disappointed. <laughs> oh my god, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. But yeah, that's now, definitely... it, it was just a recap in the end. The next yeah. story is a young Bruce Wayne. No, is this... can, I say one, can I say another dumb line from the previous story? Oh, yeah, for <laughs> yes. sure. For sure. There's a line where he says, I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to you know, kill Wally West, I'm going to take his powers, and I'm going to create a multiverse that laughs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 What's here? Is your plan to torture anyway. people or be come- like a comedian? I don't get it. <laughs> a multiverse that laughs. Just starts yeah, playing like genius. episodes of The Office to every multiverse. Like, you laughing? <laughs> Look how funny it is. Oh, my God. The next story is by... trying to be his... Peter. Just trying to be a stand-up comedian his whole life. He's just misunderstood. It's like the killing joke, but without the like the gang part and the Batman part. It's just the fail <laughs> comedian part. <laughs> it's like, what if Joker and Killing Joke before he was Joker decided when the gang's just like, hey man, we could get you some money if you come on this job with us. He's like, nah, I'm good. That, nah, that, I'm that's good. what this is. Yeah. Nah, I'm just gonna stay with what I'm doing. Anyways, next story is by Peter J. Tomasi. It's about a character called the Robin King, who is a young Bruce Wayne who's very evil, and my god, was this ever edgy. Not unlike oh, a... God. Like, I understand what they're going for. It's basically Owlman's original story, but worse. Which is young Bruce Wayne being involved with the reason his parents die. That's Owlman's origin story. But this one, he, yeah. he just slaughters people for fun, and he's, like, fascinated by death and murder and torture and stuff like that. You can make something dark. That's fine. But when it gets like too edgy, it just it just makes you like kind of like I don't like this. Like who who actually enjoys this? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cringy. Like it was just one of those things that was so trying so hard. Mm-hmm. Kills both of his parents and then says, "Now that's real blood." Yeah. What? what? And then he goes sniff sniff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rossmo's art is really good. Riley Rossmo, he's always been his art's always amazing. So it's very unique. That's like a a yeah, yeah. Like you come out of so the Waynes they come out of seeing Zorro in the theater, and instead Bruce Wayne being like, "Wow, Dad, that was really cool." He says, "I wouldn't have come if I'd known it was in black and white. The blood looks fake." It's like, (laughs) like okay, this is like comparing something. Like I wish this was a dark story. Where maybe he has like not a lot of dialogue. If he if someone's just like, hey, you gotta write a story where young Bruce Wayne kills his parents. I make him not super obsessed with these things and doing a creepy smile. I would maybe just make him like kind of depressed in a way and confused. And maybe when he kills his parents, he doesn't really know why at first. But instead, he's just like sniff sniff. So it yeah, it's like I like the idea dark. of him being like Michael Myers. Like the original intent of Michael Myers in the first Halloween is that he's just in a an emotionless great white shark of a killer, where he's just walking around and anyone who gets in his way, he just kills, and he doesn't feel anything towards it, and he's not really getting pleasure out of it. He's just he's moving and killing, and that's all he's doing, and he's just silent. I like the like idea that. of yeah. I would have liked if it was just he's like dead silent there's nothing to him and you're just reading it and you're like what's up with him he's like you know we know he's messed up but like what is it and then we get to the point where he kills joe chill and you're like oh shit and then maybe he just picks up the gun completely emotionless doesn't say anything and then just shoots them and then starts crying like pretending like it was an accident or maybe not even crying maybe just blank and the cops just 
assume that oh wow scarred yeah yeah it's like oh my god uh, just the whole edginess i'm it's like <laughs> i know a lot of things like where the best to slit your throat is <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> it's like you can be dark but try not to make it edgy it's like comparing the yeah. two darkest superhero tv shows which are probably daredevil really dark really good and titans which is like, oh, dark, but also like way too edgy that just makes you like yeah. what who likes this stuff who actually enjoys this <laughs> So 13 year old boys. Yeah, it's just kind of like, uh, dang. The next story is about the Batman dinosaur, which is Batman <laughs> turns himself into a dinosaur. And it's literally two pages. It's two yeah. pages. And all it is is a dinosaur eating people. That's Batmanosaurus Rex. Yeah. B Rex. That's like, is that like a, that's like his, is that his name? Yep. B Rex. It's like a rapper name. <laughs> no, but his full name is Batman Asaurus Rex. It even says that in the title, Batman Asaurus Rex. Oh yeah, no, top yeah. left. Is yeah. that not the dumbest thing? You thought Batman Hatton was dumb? How about Batman Asaurus Rex? <laughs> you know what? I kind of like that. I think that's that's them, like that's them, like you know, tongue in cheek. Like, yeah, I think I hope that's tongue in cheek. <laughs> That well, they means... treat him as a joke in, in Death Metal, so I assume that they look at him as a joke, you know what I mean? In the last issue, they yeah. were, like, making fun of him and being, like, he doesn't understand. Oh, no, that was the car, wasn't it? No, no that was, it was the, the T-Rex, That too. was the Batmobile, yeah. No, never mind. I don't T-Rex know T-Rex was the butt of some jokes, too, so it's a bit of both. Uh, the next story is in the future, which I thought was really cool at first, of Damian Wayne as Batman. At first, I was like, wow, that's pretty neat. Uh, Barbara yeah. Gordon's dead, Arkham Asylum people are getting out, and Bruce Wayne's just kind of watching this all, like, oh man, my city's come to ruin. And then, um, some weird dialogue <laughs> happened, which I posted on my story earlier, I'm like, what is this? Because Damien, he says at one point on the third page to his father, he says, I don't get it, so you want me to perform a secret deme- demonic ritual <laughs> from an ancient oculet book to save Gotham? Like, what? <laughs> that escalated and before that it was just like father and son talking and then that happened and then uh bruce Wayne kills his son and does like a full metal alchemist circle and turns into the city yeah becomes a city <laughs> he's he, like danny from he, doom patrol yeah but he becomes awesome. the city like like have you seen yep. monster house remember monster house from like Dude, 2006 like Wayne. oh my god yeah, yeah, it's it's about like the guy's wife dies and then he turns her into the house. Th- this is this is the same story. <laughs> it's a monster house, but Gotham. But I'm really disappointed that they didn't give the Batman Gotham hybrid a dumb name like Batham or something. Yeah, I guess everything else has a dumb crossover Bat- name. Bat Botham, yeah, Batotham. It'd Bat-Otham. be like Bat. Yeah, that would be it because because they love their like second third syllables. So Batotham. <laughs> Just putting bat at the front of it. Yeah, Yeah, because the story's just called This Man, This City. And it's Bruce (laughs) Wayne becoming a city and kind of like he like moves like a street lamp to like knock a guy out or something. (laughs) That's what he does. That's basically what he does. The next story is another two-page story. It's about the uh, Batman turning into a Batmobile. A a living Batmobile. I think I skipped this page now that I'm looking at now. I don't remember reading this. Yeah, I definitely skipped this page. So it's society. It's 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 Terminator, the original Terminator, where the future and the robots take over, it's and Terminator then everyone and dies. Bat. 
and then and then the car drives off and he's just like i'm a car it's also mad max because it's called road warrior yes australian represent i live i die i live again ciao <laughs> okay Shiny and chrome what a day what a lovely day <laughs> this is mad this... max featuring disney pixar's cars and batman this next story is the worst yeah okay this what? is the worst one <laughs> It's called I Shall Become. It's by Garth Ennis, and it's Batman turns himself into a baby, and that is it. That is literally it. I, I, I remember I was like, I scrolled the next page, I was like, wait, so he's just, is he just going to grow up now? That's his goal? He's like, now I wait, and now I'll grow with the skill of Batman. What happened? Why does he need to be a baby? He's like, I have the ultimate weapon crying and then you turn the page and it, you find out it's the last page of the book and you just kind of sit there in silence yeah. for five minutes it's <laughs> like what? i want to have the ultimate weapon wow when yeah. i got the message saying hey we're, we're you know jd's not here he's dead or he's missing or uh, a, 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 a rival mafia killed him um <laughs> i did not expect to be reading a comic where it has baby bruce wayne going where and it's his little baby butt showing right towards the audience says, this is my ultimate weapon or whatever <laughs> i was not expecting that at all and him just being like hmm i've got a heavy head and i've oh, got a soft spot oh, on my head like, i'm actually looking at it's an it was an accident yeah, well, yeah. To... yeah 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 it was an accident oh i i didn't read it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i, I just i just <laughs> looked at the <laughs> I just looked at like the panels. I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, he literally says, "Am I a baby? I am. Yeah. I screwed up. I'm a newborn baby." <laughs> kind of hilarious. Okay, that's <laughs> well, it's it's dark inner. So I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be like tongue in cheek." Because uh, the original Preacher series, which I still maintain, even with some of its more questionable material, is a well-meaning crazy like just I, I consider it one of the best series ever because it's just insane but it's still edgy but not too edgy and it's like disrespectful but it's also like very embracing of everyone it's a really interesting balance and it's like i was expecting that same kind of tongue-in-cheek silliness kind of outrageousness from this story but it was just bruce wayne with a fat baby head tumbling down some steps and then crying <laughs> what is it? When you say it like that, like all, all it is is he falls down some stairs and cries. <laughs> that is legitimately the entire story. Now, that's worth a comic book. I want to see. I want to see where they came up with this one, where they were all at the retreat or whatever, and Garth Ennis, and they all they all share their stories. Like, yeah, I'm gonna write this Robin King story where Bruce Wayne kills his parents. It's really cool. And he goes, I'm gonna write this story where like he's a baby. Like, oh then, yeah, yeah. Okay, then what? Uh He's just, yeah, he just stays a baby. And he's got a fat he head. Cries. <laughs> he cries at the end. And he's blonde. I've got a theory. I've actually got a theory. Because we keep confusing Garth Ennis and Warren Ellis. Even though it's not that similar, but for some reason we both keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Originally, Warren Ellis had a story in this book. I'm pretty sure it was this one. But he was taken off of it because of all the allegations of him, you know, chatting up ever... people and then, like, just not talking to them anymore and kind of using his power to just talk up chicks which is yeah. very wrong don't do that please yeah. but then they needed someone else to come in and fill in a story and i wonder if it was this one they were like hmm what's similar to warren no what's similar to garth ennis 
what's similar to Warren Ellis? God damn it. And then they were like through a dart and it landed on Garth Ennis and they were like, hey, that's pretty close. And then Garth was just like, how about a baby? Well, they're probably Didn't like, hey, come- Garth, we need to write a book for our Dark Knight story. He's like, all right, well, when do you need to buy it? It's like, oh, we need it like right now. It's like, oh, right now. You know, you know, my, tomorrow. my sister's friend ever- just had a baby. So how the baby Bruce Wayne? Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> what else? Oh, I didn't think you'd ask me that. Uh, let's, just, let's just do that. <laughs> I thought Warren Ellis came up with the Batman Osaurus Rex. I thought that was his. I'm pretty oh, sure no. like, he came up with the idea for that. Oh, he may have come up with the idea, but I don't think he wrote the story. Yeah. He didn't write I think it. he was. I yeah. think he was supposed to write the story. I think that's the one he got taken off of. Mm. Yeah, because Mar- I remember like, Gure- like when Dennis. Dark Metal, Dark Metal, Death Metal One came out, and they showed the stupid, you know, T Rex Batman. Everyone he tweeted here or something. He was like, "That was me. That was all my idea, guys." It's like, yeah, wow. congratulations, <laughs> good job, dude. <laughs> Way to go. Explore. Turn Batman, Batman becomes the penny. Batman becomes the penny, and then he's. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Don't don't give them ideas. Oh my God! That would be the funniest thing if they don't. go to the Batcave and it's just a mag- mag- massive coin that's just got the Batman face on it, and yeah. he's like, "I will rule the world," and they just push him over the edge. Yeah, and the back of it is the is like Wayne Manor. That'd be hilarious, actually. <laughs> Do that, please. That'd be good for like a parody oh comic, God. but in canon, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh, that, that's uh, the Legend of the Dark Knights. What do you guys rate it? Oh God, out of ten, I, I honestly give it a one. Like, yeah, I, I give it, I give it a one for the incredible dedication and time that the artists have given yes. to making these horse shit stories come to life. The art was good, like yeah, goddamn. And if I look at it ironically, it's the best book I've read all year. So yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this is, this if I'm taking the piss, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the point. What if it's smarter than we are, and it's like, yeah, you're supposed to think this is stupid. No, no, no way. <laughs> I, this... I know this is definitely all like they were like, we're just gonna write the most badass stories we can. I hope it wins the Eisner. <laughs> oh my god, no! I hope it does. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to... Oh, yeah, so I give it, like, a 1. Harper, you gave it, like, a 1. Tyler, you gave it, like, a 10. Yeah, 10 out of 10. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Let's go to an actual good comic now. Uh, Strange Adventures, number 4. You guys both read this? Yeah. Okay, cool. Strange Adventures is really good. <laughs> this it's actually really... brought the hype to me big time. Before, I was like, alright, I'm still confused, but this issue, I feel like we're getting answers, kind of, in a theory sort of view. So for those who don't yeah. know, Strange Adventures is a story about Adam Strange, who apparently killed a lot of people on a distant planet called Ran. Uh, he wrote a book about it, but he left out the I murdered innocent people part. So uh, Mr. Terrific has been being a detective and trying to figure out, is it true? Is it not true? Did Adam murder innocents or not? And so that's basically what the story is about. I feel like we get some answers this issue. This is issue 4 to 12. Yeah. And I say I feel like we get some answers because I think Adam's wife is evil, but Adam himself yeah. is innocent. She's I mean, very, like... That's like, definitely what the ending kind of yeah. left me with. Yeah, even, like, the two different art styles kind of switching right there. Mm-hmm. I think she's definitely, like, a double each. Like, it even seems two art styles switch, where it's, like, Gerard's and, and Shanner at the end, like, the last page, and she goes, mm-hmm. yes, everything for Ran or whatever. It seems like she's, like, maybe manipulating Adam in a sense, where she's going to use him for something, or... 
I don't know. Yeah, it, it looks really cool. Yeah, because like def- sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. Like so he, like she might even be trying. Sorry, she might be trying to even seduce Mister Terrific because she knows. I'm assuming she knows his wife is dead. So yeah, I, I feel like that's not really a secret in the DC because universe either. Even in that top panel on the last page is a picture of her and him and his wife, like you know, in the corner, and then she's there. So I feel like that's like implying maybe she's trying to oh, seduce him. Oh, that would suck. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I feel like that actually might happen though. Wow. Yeah, because she's just like smoking a cigarette in his house, and he's just like, "Uh, you gotta get out here, because <laughs> like this is my yeah. home." It's it's strange how she's in there. Like, why is she in there? It seems like she doesn't because her last. She wants was... him off the case, I think, because well, yeah. you know they're clearly hiding records. Like, I thought the Mister Terrific stuff was so cool, where. You know, he, they're like, oh, you can't have this information because it's in the, what is it, the Pike language or Pike to language or what, however yeah. you pronounce it. The Pike they're language. They're like, oh, and... it, it, can't, it can't be translated. And then he goes to the guy and he's like, I translated it on the way over here. Like, I figured out how to do it. And the dude's like, oh, that's impossible. And then he just says it to the dude's face and the guy just, like, sits there in utter bewilderment. <laughs> so like, I think let... she's, yeah, trying to, like, stop him because it's like he's clearly on to something because he... If he can understand their language, he can get their side of the story. And I think she's like, no, if you get their side of the story, I'm going to be screwed. Yeah, because yeah, that's where Tyler Spring comes in with the seducing part. Because I feel like in the end, this whole story is about... weakness. Yeah, this whole story is Adam Strange might be a murderer. But now I feel like he's not. I feel like maybe he was, but he doesn't think he is. Like, he, he's been manipulated by his wife that... No, he's innocent, and he legitimately believes. Like he'd do a lie detector test that, yes, I am innocent, but his wife, in the end, was kind of like pulling the strings here, uh, using Adam like a puppet to maybe kill people. But Adam doesn't know he did. So yeah, that seems like that's that. It, that seems like a seems like a very Tom King thing where it's like a big metaphor for the machine of war. It's like you you have your higher ups that are manipulating dude to do terrible things, but you don't really know what you're doing. Yeah. I really wonder, like, what did Tom King go through, dude? Like, he's every story he writes is about the horrors of war and trauma. Yeah, well, he he was a he. No, he didn't go to war, but he was like a spy for the government, and he said, CIA. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he went through a lot of trauma during that, and that's when yeah. that's what a lot of his comics are based off of is what he went through. So maybe he too was seduced by Adam Strange's wife. We may never know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he came home one day and Adam Strange's wife is in there smoking a cigarette. It's like, no, man, Adam Strange's wife, she, she's not real. This is just an hallucination. <laughs> and then she's like, Tom, it's time for you to be done. And she like blows cigarette Tom, smoke. It's time for you to kill more innocent people or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and, and then he like, he kind of take, takes like a blink and she's gone. And then she, he, Tom King runs to his computer and sends his resume to DC Comics. <laughs> Here we oh are. my god! It's meta, and then the end of this comic is Adam Strange applying to work for DC Comics. Oh yeah. my god! A meta full circle story. The epilogue will be him like getting Adam the Strange. job, and then he goes to DC office, and they're just like, "Hey, we like to you to meet one of our writers. This is Tom King." And they both look yeah, at and each then other. Adam Strange. Adam Strange writes Mister Miracle, and then goes, "Wait a sec." <laughs> they all look at each other. Yeah, it's very meta. We'll have like those oh. scenes, you know, like in uh, Omega Men when Kyle Rayner looks at this, looks in the mirror, and like he he yes. uses the blood yeah. to draw like the Green Lantern yeah. symbol. It'll be that, but uh, every time uh, 
well, yeah, every time Adam Strange looks in a mirror, he sees Tom King looking back at him. It's like, who am I? <laughs> Whoa, have you just... guys ever read Sex Criminals? No, no it's Chip Zdarsky's comic, right? Chip Zdarsky and Matt Fraction. Yeah, there's literally mm. a page where, well, there's a there's half a half an issue where it's them not knowing what to do with the story, and it's like Chip and Matt like discussing it. And they're like, what if we just, you know, write into the story us trying to figure out what the story is? And then <laughs> Chip Zadarsky goes, isn't that a little bit, like, self-masturbatory? And then Matt Fraction's like, please, how could this be masturbatory? And it's Matt Fraction sitting on top of a naked Chip Zadarsky typing the story on a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> just insane. That's exactly what I thought when you guys were talking about. I love when they that. That made me... Like, that, I love, that was funny, I as, yeah. Love- my favorite thing, I always love a writer meets the comic book character. Like, you know, like oh, when... Bendis does it a lot where he's, like, going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> or like, Grant Morrison did it in Animal Man. Like, at the end of Animal Man, mm-hmm. he meets him and he talks about, you know, whatever. But I loved, they did this in Deadpool. Jerry Duggan, his last issue of Deadpool, Deadpool meets him. And then Deadpool says, you're just doing the thing Grant Morrison did in Animal Man. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Jerry Duggan looks at his script and goes, no wait, I wrote this for a hundred more issues. No, 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 no. And then Deadpool <laughs> kills him. Oh, that's oh, really that's, funny. That's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, I love that. Mark Millar did that in his at the end of his Flash run. It was like him trying to write a story about Wally West and they're having like a drink in a bar. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's. I mean, Mr. Tom King kind of did at the end of Mr. Miracle where him and Mitch Gerards, the artist, were oh, yeah. in Every, the crowd. Everyone at DC is there, actually. He's in that. this issue as well, though. Isn't Tom he King? the bartender at the at where Hal oh, Jordan and Adam Strange are? Is that not supposed to look like Tom King? I'm frantically flipping through the page. Oh, my God, dude. That is him. That's absolutely him, right? Yeah. I'm what? not crazy. Oh, yeah. it is. <laughs> I was joking. We were all joking. No, <laughs> no. I'm serious. Yeah, he's there. Is, and who is that Mitch at, at the next page at the bottom of the next page when Adam Strange is walking away is that Mitch in the back That's oh yeah totally cause, cause of the Mitch. beard yeah and the yeah, glasses yeah. but wasn't wow. wasn't Tom King in the first issue as well I thought we were joking I... oh no Mitch is on the Mitch that isn't Mitch Mitch is on the top of the of that page and then I guess the bottom guy maybe that's Channer oh yeah the top is 100% Mitch cause he got the, the swoopy hair yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to describe that. Yeah, and you got like the squinty eyes. Crazy. Wow, we were just joking that whole time. Tom King's oh, actually right, in right, right, right in the background. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is blowing my mind here. Tom King is in this very issue. Wasn't he in the first issue though? Am I crazy? I thought he was he in might the first have issue as well. He might have Maybe. been. I mean, I don't... where would he have been in the first issue? But I mean, we were just joking. I think, I think like... he was at the. <laughs> I think he was at the book signing when when he's signing the books. I'm pretty sure Tom King was there at the book signing. I'm gonna check. I'm Go check. Might, yeah, you might have been. Yeah, while you're checking, we were just joking. I was like, "Oh yeah, I know." Yeah, Tom King. Well, you're talking about it, and I'm I'm literally on the page with Tom King because I was about to talk about Hal Jordan, and I was like, "You guys are talking," and I'm like, "Yeah, but like he's here. Like I can see him. He's right. He's in this issue." And you kept going like it was a joke, and I'm like. Yeah, funny joke, but he is in the issue. And then I said it, and you're like, what? Which confirms our theory that the end of this, of Strange Adventures, yep. like in issue 12, it's going to be him going to the bar and be like, I hear you got a side job as a DC writer. And Tom King will be like, come to the back. I'll, 
I'll show you Mr. Miracle. <laughs> Come to the back. <laughs> I, I can't find I can't find Tom King in this in this issue, but I can see that there is a guy who's holding Strange Adventures, Mr. Miracle, and the Sheriff of Babylon, like trying to get them signed. So Oh, maybe that's it. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. What did you think of uh what did you guys think of Hal Jordan and Superman? Because I have two different thoughts. I think Hal Jordan was kind of weird because it was weird to see him so subservient to the to the like the guardians and being like, ah, I can't really do anything. Otherwise we'll involve ourselves in this war. And I'm like, that doesn't usually stop Hal Jordan. He'll usually just be like, no, I've got your back. I'll do this. Like whatever, whatever the repercussions, I'll deal with it, but I'll help you out. On the other side, Superman, I actually thought was really good where he's like, look, I'm not perfect. And I'm, I'm not a child. I know people will die, but I need to try and save as many people as I can. And I need to be in the right place to do it. And I was like, that's really interesting because I always argue like Superman isn't just a Boy Scout that can save everyone. He's just trying his best and people will die and it really sucks. But he's he's got to make a choice like, who do I save? More people here or more people there? It's like a horrible moral choice that he has to make. But I think that's so interesting for the character that he's inspiring truth and justice. And he's like, look, i got to make a choice and I just can't help you. Go, yeah, going back to Hal real quick, and then we'll get back to Superman. I think Hal should have been Jon Stewart. I think Jon Stewart's a bit more of a rules per character, a part of the yeah. like the four horsemen. Military man. Yeah, being like, hey man, I can't help you because the Guardians are like warning me, like, hey, it'll be like a whole war and everything. I feel like that's very much a Jon Stewart dialogue. It's it's. I like I understand why Hal's saying it, but again, I I understand your point too, Harper. Where Hal could have just ignored the Guardians like he does in every issue. But... I was gonna say he's a rogue, like it, he's a a rogue ace test pilot. Like he just plays by his own rules, and like he's a part of this team, but he he does things his own way. That's like his whole character. Yeah. So that... and you're right, John John Stewart is is more in the sense that he does work better as a team, and and that he. Tr- he probably more a stickler for the rules because of his background whereas hal is like a loner kind of mm. doing his own thing i understand why they used hal because adam strange and hal jordan are legitimate like good friends even in like old green lantern runs Grant morrison's uh I, I can't remember if Vic diddy did it but tons of green lantern stories have said like hal jordan and adam strange are actually like great friends on and off the masks on kind of thing so superman going to superman now uh, you're right. Like, it's really cool how they're making him a bit more realistic where Adam's like, I need you to come to this planet that's a week's way, like, flight and help me with these people dying here. But he's like, well, if I leave, then Earth's undefended and I know for a fact that Mongols coming to Earth, like, any time now. I need to be there when that happens. So I, yeah, I, I think that's really cool. That dude, Superman, he, I love that he says that, but, like, he could just tell the Justice League to deal with it. Like, he doesn't need to do everything by himself. Ah, uh, that's kind of a fair point, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that he's, but he's like, if I'm not here, the Earth will die. Like, Adam Strange could just be like, dude, what about, like, every other superhero on the planet? Like, <laughs> you're he's not like, don't, don't you have a cousin that's, like, equally as strong you as you? have a <laughs> people that's supposed to deal with stuff like this? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good But I see part. what Superman's saying. He does say the entirety of War World is coming. Like, it, yeah, I guess that is a big deal. That's basically yeah. the Death Star. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's gonna be an all-out battle. So I imagine the Justice League yeah, would be there, but mm-hmm. they need Superman there. Like, I don't. Yeah, I, I definitely get. It. I yeah. mean, he could call yeah, the League. 
Oh, art appreciation here. If you look in Superman's right ear, you can see a little little yes. calm there where he could like yes. talk to the league and stuff. So you can see that he, he could just like, put his little hand to his ear and be like, hey. Uh, I think is that not how he's communicating with Adam Strange? Because there's no oxygen on the moon. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, I guess, because Adam Strange is in the spacesuit. But I'm sure yeah. he could just like switch to like channel two and be like, "Hey, uh, Wonder Woman, you free?" Kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but you yeah, up? I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you are in the world. It could be could be nighttime, but you up? <laughs> <laughs> it's three a.m. Like you up or like what? <laughs> <laughs> Can't sleep. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, sleep. Strange Adventures issue four. Where do you guys rate it? Uh, yeah, I thought Mr. Terrific was, like, the standout of the issue. I love him throwing the, the T-spheres at all of them and then so singing cool. the song. He's such and a being cool like, character. this planet is is effed up, but that song is fire. I don't know, I <laughs> yeah. thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I, I love him slapping the scientist. And yeah, he's I like, it's <laughs> like, you dare touch me. And he's like, you hit me, I hit you. What the fuck do you think fair play means? <laughs> He's such a cool yeah. character in this. Like, I can see him being one of those people that snaps his fingers to songs. Like, he's a cool character. <laughs> <laughs> he can wear sunglasses inside and be like, yeah, that's cool. He probably goes to, like, he probably plays, like, saxophone, unironically. He, he's a cool character. <laughs> <laughs> Do people play the saxophone ironically? Yeah, maybe. Hey, I, I, spent ha- I spent half my life learning how to play the saxophone. Like, want to see me take funny. the piss out of it? <laughs> I feel like you just learn it right away, though. But anyways, yeah, that's Strange Adventures. I give it, like, a 9.5. I re- maybe even a 10. You know Ooh. what? There weren't really any flaws. A 10 doesn't mean, like, this is better than anything ever. It just means no flaws whatsoever. So, I don't see any flaws here. I would probably say... I'd probably say 8, because I did have a couple weird issues with just bizarre Tom King dialogue. Like, <laughs> I forget where it is, but there's one point where he's just doing the whole stumbling over his words thing where he's repeating and then there's an ellipses and then he repeats himself and then there's another ellipses and it's just like i get that's how tom king writes people who are confused and and not sure how to feel and uh you know are all stressed Mm -hmm. out but yeah it was this he was like i abandoned them i tried i couldn't no one understands they don't understand what I did everything I could, I swear. Alana, I tried, I failed. We're alone, no one cares. I'm alone, there's no one coming. And I, how many are dead because of me? Like, it it ends well, and I'm like, cool, but like, I get so sick of the I and this and I, and I'm like, oh my God, get the goddamn point, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I I get what you mean there. That's understandable. it's like a, it's just a pet peeve of mine. Like I like Tom King in general, but there's just that's one thing in his dialogue that I've always been like, ah. Yeah, I mean I understand that. Yeah, Tom King's dialogue can be good or confusing <laughs> or slow. Uh, I guess next you guys want to go over Batman number ninety six, the Joker War Part Two. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Uh... Good. Silly. Good, right? Silly? I thought it was really dark at times. Well, I mean, like, silly in the, in the sense that, like, he's just going, like, balls to the wall with this story, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I did I did enjoy it. I think it was pretty cool. I mean, I mean, I think I mostly enjoyed it because the art's, like, amazing, but... It feels so it's, it's animated. Cool. Like, I could see yeah, movement in this. Like, the neck snapping scenes? Oh, 
The mm-hmm. it starts with a uh, Gotham City years from now, and it looks very much like Scott Snyder's sixth dimension arc of Gotham City, which was done by the same artist Jorge Jimenez. It's like a very bright Gotham City with white buildings and water rivers. It looks and water, <laughs> <laughs> and it's daytime, so you know it's like the future. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, I love this are, so much. Yeah. I want to see a whole series on this. I, I love this idea. And I know it's just like a hallucination, but watching this, I, it would be so cool if they did like a, you know, 10 years later or 15 years later kind of story. And it was centered around this where he's kind of micromanaged Gotham down to, to being almost crime free. Like, I don't know. It was so interesting to me because it was like an angle that I'm like not used to, I guess. I'm so used to him just being in this constant state of like everything's going to hell and every villain i lock up a new one breaks out but this was just so cool to see like this is what batman would be if his entire thing succeeded if he's if he did prevent death on a wide scale if he preserved the life of gotham and it became something better than even he could imagine a lot of people when they write like a future batman and it's very dark and depressing where like damien takes the mantle after his dead father and gotham's on fire and stuff like this I much prefer this kind of future of Batman, Batman where, Batman? yeah, Batman succeeds. I was, He's married oh, to I always like the idea of a happy stuff like that. Batman. I also like, uh, I, I when they first revealed this suit, I thought it was kind of stupid looking, but I like it in motion. It looks really cool. Yeah, the blue case. Yeah, it looks cool. I don't know if that's the official wording or not, or if just fans are yeah. calling it that, but we're we're kind of calling it the brightest night suit, which is makes sense. I mean, it's like it just, a, it, yeah. it's a cool name, yeah. It's like a light blue suit. It's At nice. At first, I thought it looked stupid, but like in motion, I think it looks really, really good. Yeah, I, I like the black with the blue symbol. Uh, yeah. The cape looks nice and everything, but in the end, this is he's a got dream. the white in the temples. He's like, he's like, you know, Reed Richards or Doctor Strange. I always yeah. like that look. That look. Do you think it's interesting that this suit with with the black body and then the blue symbol is similar to the dick grayson nightwing suit like batman has become a more hopeful oh, and optimistic version of himself that's a good and nightwing's returning in this arc so kind of makes ah, sense yeah. that they're oh doing my God, black and blue and oh. what if bruce wayne dies and then that's dick grayson's suit in the future oh, don't just don't oh, say that <laughs> <laughs> i don't want bruce to die but oh, no, that's neither. a good point um but it ends up being a dream because eventually Alfred's next gets snapped by nothing and he still talks and everything. That That's what I mean by like the art style looking like animated. When Alfred's neck just kind of does that little motion blur yeah. of a snap. Like I can yeah. picture that. I, I can picture that moving basically. Which is really successful when an artist is able to do that. And then Batman wakes up to Harley Quinn. Which kind of reminds me of when he woke up in, I don't know if you guys are at Batman Zero Year. When he wakes up to Duke yeah. Thomas's apartment. And Duke Thomas saved him. That It's a New 52 art by Scott Snyder. S- same writer. Oh, no, a different writer, sorry. But it is very similar to that, where he wakes up in a mattress in an apartment, and there's someone standing over him. Be like, hey, I saved I, you. I love the Harley Quinn look. Yeah, it, like the apocalyptic like, like, war. Yeah, it looks so cool, though. Mm-hmm. She's got, like a, like, a rifle on her bag and goggles with, like, a hood. Mm-hmm. It looks really cool. Like a bandolier or, like, a, a gun belt or a bullet belt. It yeah, cool. it's very yeah. Mad Maxy. <laughs> I honestly found Harley in this issue to be like I, I think based off of this, I'm um, like Tinian and 
Tom Taylor's writing for Harley is, is my favourite, yeah. where it's she She's is like siding the- siding with the good, but she still kind of, like, wants to do things her own way. Like, I, I don't know, it's so much more interesting to me than just, like, the pudding over and over again, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I like, so- out of this issue, like, I really do. I think she was really good. Yeah, she yep. didn't deserve to get pushed by Batman. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was rough. <laughs> She's, like, updating Batman on what's happening. He's like, hey, I saved you. You've been out for three days. Uh, Joker's been doing this. And then Batman just hits her. It's like, okay. That was... <laughs> like, there's a big... Yeah. Like, he yeah. hit her. It's like, that. that's not really necessary. And then Charlie just gets up and goes back to updating on things. <laughs> that page that with, like, the bat... The, the, the batarang and the bat. Oh, yeah, the oh, new yeah. character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For those of you that purchased this issue, this is a Batman issue 96. Might be worth a lot one day since this is the first appearance of a new character. That Looks like a Borderlands character. (laughs) He basically has like a helmet that goes over his nose and yellow goggles and a red mohawk with a torn up dress shirt. And yeah, he looks young. He looks like maybe he's like 16 or so. Like a young character. He reminds reminds me. Uh, there's this X-Men character called Quentin Quire, like Kid Omega. He reminds me a lot of that. Kid he's just, Omega. He looks, he's like, he's a kid with the purple hair, not purple, pink hair, and he's kind of like, I don't know, he's a, he's, he's, he's an X-Men character that Grant Morrison created, and he's just kind of like, he feels like he's above everyone else, he's kind of uppity about things. Oh, okay, yeah, I just Google what he looks like. I, I can see why, yeah, the, the similar hair and the, the white and the black. And it's like the posture as well. Yeah, yeah, being kind of, like, sluggish, but in, like, a whatever kind of way. I also like this idea that Batman is inspiring people in the wrong way. Yeah, because this guy's... Rattering in his bat, he just kills the clown, and he goes, I'm going to see how I feel after I kill a bunch of these clowns. Like, like this is the opposite of what Batman wants to inspire, but it's still what he inspired. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. yeah, they never really show, like, the opposite of what he wanted. It's always, like, he inspires people to see the better, like, the good inside themselves. Like, what if he inspired people to kill other people? Mm-hmm. Besides the villains. Yeah. Eventually... I feel so bad for that poor cinema owner. Yeah. <laughs> the dude who owns the theater. Jesus Christ, that guy got a raw deal, man. Just Joker's like, hey, man, uh, I'm gonna just gonna carve a Z into your face. I need you to read this dialogue, and then I'm gonna shoot... And you. then murder. Yeah, like god damn. That sucks, yeah. You sometimes like, for the Joker, I'm like, that's a bit that's like that's rough, dude. Yeah, I mean Joker's become darker over the years, but that just makes me feel bad for like the owner. No, I feel bad for him too. Like that sucks. Poor mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Oh well. Eventually Batman gets away from Harley and he starts getting Alfred's voice in his head, Alfred being dead at this time. It's kind of funny how Bruce Wayne just ignores it. Like, he knows that it's just hallucinations, and he's just like, yeah, I'm crazy, I'm just gonna deal with it later. And continues to talk to his yeah, voice in true. his head. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I kind of like that take. So it's kind of like Alfred's in this story. No, he isn't. I, I mean, that, like, doing that because it's, like, it's, it's comforting to him. It's, like, the one thing, like, Alfred has always been, like, you know, the light in his darkness, and he needs that right now, even if it isn't real. Yeah, so he's accepting... Yeah, 100% the hallucination eventually he gets to the theater and inside the theater is every chair it's a packed theater and everyone has massive smiles on their face they're all corpses of the jokers killed for 
whether it's been just recently or years ago, they jokers dug them up and put them in this theater so they all look like they're watching a movie, which is terrifying. That's a very interesting like this feels like a horror comic now. I've never seen something like this yeah. before. It's a very good I take. I, I like. I thought it was kind of silly that like now he has zombies or something. Yeah, because eventually like, they start to wake up. Yeah, they, I, I thought it was kind of a bit weird, but like if it, I think it could be cool. I still think, like I haven't given up on the story. I'm like that's stupid, but I think that's pretty. I don't know. Can he not weird. just like turn around, walk out the doors, and shut the doors, and just put like yeah. a chair in front of it and be <laughs> fine? Big splash. It's like hold up. That was a mild inconvenience. Let me get back to this. <laughs> oh, Joker's not here. All right, let's move on. <laughs> well, he, do- he doesn't have to worry about their safety because they're all dead anyway. So That's what I was going to say. Would- I feel like the reason why there's zombies here is because the next issue is going to be a fight scene where Batman doesn't hold back because in the end, they're oh, already dead. Oh, my God. They're Damn. already dead, so it doesn't matter what he does. It's like usually wow, do when he's fighting robots, what? but... This time they're in the flesh. I'm actually kind of into that. Like, after recently kind of discussing the whole Batman shouldn't kill thing, like, I I think that's so essential to his character that, you know, once he crosses that line, that there is no coming back, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. even if he makes that excuse for one person, then he can just make that excuse for any person. Yeah. But you're right. If it is undead, I don't know. I feel like that would be something controversial. But to me, I would love to see just Batman like unchanged just like all right i'm well these people are dead there's no there's clearly no life in them they're reanimated corpses with like joker fumes coming out of their mouth so yeah but even then i would like to see him just systematically take them all out but still feel horrible for it no i agree like maybe because they're they're still people that died because he wasn't there to save them having like a man of steel zod killing moment where he just yells afterwards yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, like he enjoyed it but he, <laughs> he also is like gassed so he also has the excuse no matter what he does like he's like I'm, I'm going crazy right now so you know if i kill them that's that's the reason why but sir batman's mind said <laughs> it, it's cool how when they're they're all smiling looking at the screen and then in the not the last page but the one before that bottom panel shows like the head slowly like tilting to look at oh, him right in the cool. eye. That is terrifying. Cool. Like, awesome. oh my god. Yeah. This guy, <laughs> like, Corey Jimenez, the artist, he made his, like, mark by writing Super Sons, and now he's writing this. <laughs> or not writing, uh, doing art for this. It's like, wow, yeah. you used to write these, like, cute little kids running around, and now you're writing these, like, zombie people <laughs> turning their heads with gas pouring out their mouth. That's F awesome. Super Sons have, like, Kid Amazo killing his family and whatnot, so... That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> Well, also, the thing is that, that James Tinian, like, his the biggest mark he made before this was doing Justice League Dark, in my opinion, and that entire run is just a horror comic. It's horrible creatures and the consequences of, of magic. So I think he's doing a really good job with, like, all these oh, horror elements, which I love because that. I'm a massive horror movie guy. So, like, seeing this, I'm like, oh, that's kind of sick. Yeah, and like even Justice League Dark. I've had followers message me by the way, Harper, saying they want you to come on the show just to talk Justice League Dark for like an hour. And JD, a half. JD had that too. He was like, "This dude wants you back because you said JLD is underrated." <laughs> but yeah, going with your point there, like Tinion writing JL Dark. When when I read it, I thought he was genius with the sore idea. Like the the Amazons dancing in Themyscira at night remind me just like the the witch or the witch, however yeah, you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 
Or and then like, all merging together into that, like, into the gross... Yeah, yeah. and the Upside Down Man, that's a terrifying yes. design. But it, it's I'm so, so sad cool. that he's off that series. Yeah. But I'm glad he's on Batman, because it looks like he's bringing that horror element back to this. But we need more horror comics in general. Like, I would love to see more horror comics. Especially it's if like, it's in, like, the these universes, and if it's canon. Like a Marvel DC horror comic. Like, that's one of the reasons Immortal Hulk grabbed me so well, is because it's like a Hulk horror comic. What a genius idea. I think they should just go all out with some horror comics, man. Like, I always thought Doctor Strange, make him a horror comic. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yep. for sure. That's a perfect character for it. And make sure it's canon, too. Because, like, we got, like, Deceased, yeah, no. which is technically a horror comic. It's a zombie comic, but it, it's not canon. So... Injustice. There's, case, a, uh, there's yeah. like a two issue story in one of the Mark Wade flash books where it's him tracking down Linda and she's gone to like this town and it turns out there's like a cult that worships this massive serpent. But I remember mostly is that they're down in like the sewers and Wally and Linda get like attacked by werewolves. And I was just like, this is the coolest thing ever. It's the flash versus werewolves. Like that, <laughs> for some reason that's so sick to me because it's like fantasy horror for a character that is like, mainly kind of science fantasy mm-hmm. like a character yeah is uh out of his uh comfort zone and kind of putting him in this different universe yeah it's totally different i i just remember connecting with it so much because i was like oh this is such a cool idea and you you don't really get a lot of that anymore i feel like the 90s there was so much experimentation with stuff that you know in the end can kind of look dumb yeah. but when you go back and read something like that i'm like wow that is so unique but i think that i don't know if that's necessarily the 90s or if that's just because mark wade is a great writer now that we now they're thinking about it like we talked about it earlier like craven's last hunt and hunted those are kind of like like hunted wasn't a horror comic per se but there were still horror elements and nick spencer did this really amazing horror comic called bedlam so he has like the backing as a horror writer but i think craven's last hunt like that initial spider-man story that's a really really good horror comic yeah definitely that's a good point Man, we yeah, need more yeah. horror comics now. I feel like um, Thor would work as a horror comic if it was young Thor before like the modern world came in an age and it was more the Viking age. Maybe him dealing with like ghosts and stuff. The I feel gore, like that could the work. gore arc, that first, those first ten issues or whatever. Yeah, the the gore comics aren't necessarily horror, but they had that horror vibe of him like executing gods, and it was like a mystery yeah. horror where at first Thor didn't know who was doing it. He just knew gods were dead because people were praying and not getting answered. Yeah, so when he was. Like, thor in that cave like that was pretty cool too yeah the, oh yeah when he was tortured in the cave for a long time and he was like scarred of that one cave on midgar also known as earth yeah so yeah yeah that's a good point i like that anyways that's batman uh what do you guys rate the issue solid it was like an 8.5 to me i'll go a seven i'll go a nine seven eight point five nine <laughs> i really liked it yeah I, we're right we're, that's like a perfect consensus. We're like right in the middle for that. Yeah. Or like I, my score's right in the middle for that. I especially love the dream sequence at the start with the future Gotham. But yeah. Yes, Anyways, I love it. I love it. So that's Batman. Now we'll go on to Young Justice issue 17, and then we'll fire off the other ones just real quickly. But Young Justice 17. Bendis, and, yeah. <laughs> what happened, dude? You were you were so good at Marvel. You wrote the definitive Daredevil run. You did a great job with Iron Man. You, you answered the question about who Tony Stark's adoptive parents were so goddamn well in international iron man what is happening <laughs> welcome to DC, jesus christ man like just slow your roll write one book <laughs> yeah. Focus i'm on so one. mad i mean he's writing legion of superheroes superman action comics young justice he wrote amethyst or, or 
I just, maybe he's not writing Amethyst, but he did Naomi. He, he wrote Naomi as well, yeah. Yeah. God. He needs to calm down. And because of that, I feel like he has his favorites. It's like, he, Young Justice is definitely not a favorite. <laughs> it exists. Well, to me, it's like if you're doing so many things at once, you can never do one thing it, like as well as it should be. Because he spreads so thin, I feel like everything is just kind of fine. And like at Marvel, he did so much work at Marvel, but somehow he found this balance where he knew every character's voice and he was kind of pushing pushing the the concept of, like even like the Avengers, Tyler always talks about how he got a lot of backlash for, for trying to change up the Avengers. And now people look back on it and it's like, wow, that was so well done. But his work at DC isn't pushing yeah. anything. It's just this generic flat just like hey what's going on whoa it's you it's me whoa it's you it's me hey how are you going i'm like god damn he was at marvel he ran marvel so even more than just having like all these comics he wrote he also led the universe for like a, a decade or decade so. yeah he, mm -hmm. he he was the top guy at marvel running the entire marvel universe until like hickman took over and so the fact that he could write so many comics and they were consistently pretty good and then continue running the universe. And now at DC, he's writing like five things and he's just, I mean, I haven't read a lot of it, but I would say he's burying some of these characters into the ground. Like, I don't know what's happening. I definitely think he's trying to run the universe like he did for Marvel. But when you got people like Scott Snyder and Jeff Johns, he can't really and get also, there. So he's writing his comics universe. It's also see like very little communication between everyone at dc and where they're going forward so it's yeah like, if you guys like listen to jd and i our interview with uh joshua williamson he even said like he feels like joshua williamson wanted to be the guy connecting everything together because no one else was so for batman superman they referenced like superman revealing his identity where they didn't do that with any other book at the time when it first happened so yeah, like I feel like Bendis is just writing his own stuff, but this whole comic felt like an advertisement for action comics. It's really sad too because I Bendis, I think a lot of people that have only read Bendis in the DC era treat him like he is one of the worst writers in comics, but yeah, the I dude know. has the yeah. dude has written legitimately some of the best books I have ever read. Like I cannot read that Daredevil run without just being like, oh my god, this is... I can die a happy man because I've read this. He's <laughs> such a good writer, but over at DC, he's just been spread so thin. Yeah, for he, me, that's Ultimate Spider-Man. For me, it was like, he wrote Ultimate Spider-Man, and that's the definitive... For me, that's the definitive Spider-Man anything. I agree, like, he 100%. That character. Yeah, but it's just like... I don't know, man. Like, I, I do get annoyed when people are like, Bendis is the worst writer ever. Every character sounds the same. I don't agree with that. And from in my... I, I think... Time goes on, Bendis may be my favorite comic book writer of all time. But it's just like, oh man. I don't know his DC stuff, man. And it's like when they announced Bendis at DC, everyone was like, okay, this could be like the breath of breath of fresh air he needs. Bendis is coming. coming. <laughs> yeah. And Bendis is here. Like like I remember when they announced him on Superman, I was like, I don't know if that's the right book for him, but at the same time I, I, I do trust him, but I don't know. Yeah, just because of the, I didn't like him on Superman when the announcement happened, just because the Superman title at the time with Tomasi was so good. And I was, yeah, was like, perfect. yeah, I wanted it to continue. And then when Bendis was coming, I mean, when they announced in every single comic, we flipped the page, like, Bendis is coming. I felt more like a threat 
than an invitation. <laughs> yes, and... it totally was a threat. I mentioned that to people as well. Yeah, it was yeah. like, oh no, this is not good though. Because they're just like, oh, okay, Bendis, what was his last work? Civil War Two. So, oh yeah, it was oh, like, God. oh man, we don't, we want more of like Daredevil and Ultimate Spider-Man, Avengers Bendis, and not Civil War Two Bendis. So, yeah, can same... I just say that the first page after the front cover of Young Justice is an advertisement for Legends of the Dark Knights, which just makes me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't a great week, I'll be honest. Like, it's very half and half. Yeah, it, some good, some bad. Strange Adventures was great, Batman was great, but jeez, this issue. So, let's talk about yeah. the main points here. Dialogue was weird. I feel like Bendis does not know how to write a human here. I understand. Oh, I gotta write, <laughs> I gotta write him young. We gotta make them young. And Bendis, you have kids. Do your kids talk like this? Because we have that girl offering them water, right? Goes over to the hero, says, anyone want water? Oh, girl, you are the best. I'll take some of those. Food? How would you like to join Young Justice? Ha, food is a superpower now? I say yes. What? <laughs> People talk like this yeah, to strangers? <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man, young, a young character meant they were emotional and they were compromised and invulnerable and growing. But, like, Young Justice Bendis says, Young is stupid. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what I don't know what changed. Young yeah, is stupid. Yeah, like, Young means dumb. Is, yeah, is like they act really dumb and hyper. and Yeah, that, that's... Ben, they, he writes every single character as really hyper here. Yeah, yeah. every character is impulse. Yeah, except for, for uh, Tim, who starts talking about, like, Oh, hold on, guys. We should keep working. And then Teen Liner's like, but Drake, food! It's like, okay. okay. It's so funny to, like, juxtapose, like, Daredevil saying, I'm the kingpin of New York. And then go to, like, it's you, it's me. Hey, adult Flash, look at me, look at you. It's, like, so bizarre. So the concept of this I know they're, like, totally different, like, they're totally different content. But it's so weird to, like, go from how serious and how complex his writing can be to like this weird everyone is a goofball mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point i mean the the premise of this issue is a good idea it's a good concept the young justice and the justice league have a conversation i feel like that that's a good issue that's a good concept and i was excited when that was in the solicitations but man what what was this <laughs> the only thing that i found interesting was batman and tim and that's because we don't even see what they say <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was great. I actually, yeah, I, I did really like that. It's all it is, is they, so Tim and Bruce, they go away, they have a conversation, but you don't see what they say because they're too far away. And then Bruce puts his hand on, on Tim's soldier and walks away. Then Tim stands there for a second and walks away. We don't know what they said, though. And notice how Bruce called him Robin instead of Tim or instead of Drake, which made me hopeful <laughs> for getting rid of the dumb Drake name. Uh, I felt like the Barry and Bart moment should have been written by Williamson, not Bendis. Yeah. Like, finally, they are reuniting. I was... Remember when Wally and Barry reunited, and they like, how could I ever forget it's you? Like, and they hugged, and it was the most emotional thing for everyone, and everyone cried. I legitimately cry every single time. Like, that, to me, that moment was like, I was into comics, but I wasn't, like... I wasn't feeling it kind of thing. That moment happened and I read DC Rebirth 1 mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh my God, this is going to be my life now. And it has been for the last four years. It's just reading as much as possible because that moment inspired me so much to get back into comics. Me, but yeah. this moment is just so like, it's so nothing, which is sad. Like, you know, Barry and Bart have always had a bit of conflict, but it felt like they 
resolved that before Flashpoint. Like, mm-hmm. Bart had kind of forgiven Barry's absence and Barry had kind of warmed up to having a grandson. But this is just like, they it's like they've met each other already, but they haven't because it's just like, hey, it's you, it's me. What have you been up to? It's like, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, for the Wally Barry moment in DC Universe Rebirth 1, you say, you cried. JD says, he cried. When I read it, I... I'm ashamed to say I didn't cry, but I, I flipped oh to that page of them I'm hugging, I and I got, like, a shockwave of chills. Like, yeah. like I got goosebumps, like, chill run down my back, and my mouth just, like, dropped. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is... I knew when I read that page, like, this is going to be, like, one of the most important pages in comics ever. Yeah. and I It's was funny, too, because, that- like, the page where he returns, and he's like, my name is Wally West, I used to be The Flash, and he's standing there in front of bruce i remember being like oh my god that is the best moment in comics like ever and then i got to the reunion between him and barry and i'm like wow they outdid themselves in the same (laughs) issue yeah exactly and i was kind of hoping for something like that with barry and bart or even wally and bart were a how can i ever forget you moment like a one page one splash page of them embracing but instead we got barry saying look at you and grabbing him and bart saying literally <laughs> oh, yeah. we better get a reunion like that between wally and bart because between death metal where it was just like you know uh, they hugged and it was like oh yeah okay whatever that was fine hunter your version of that was like way better oh thank you um <laughs> then then this was just like whatever if we don't get like a wally and bart reunion that hits me in the feels then all hope is lost because they started off like Wally and Bart having this rivalry. Wally was like, I don't want to deal with this bloody kid. Like, he's not my sidekick. And then you go through years of the Wade and then Jeff Johns run. And it's like, he became like a, a son to him almost. You know what I mean? Mm. He clearly loved he Bart because he everything. grew to love him. And if if we just get a reunion where Bart's like, hey, Wally. And he's like, hey, Bart, how you going? I'd be like, what is this? Come on. Well, uh, not the current Flash arc, but the next Flash arc will have Wally and Bart both as huge characters in that. And I think that'll be their first reunion. So Joshua Williamson is the one writing their reunion, I believe. Not Ben. I hope so. So that gives me a bit more hope. <laughs> ben was writing yeah, that, but for, I... for Williamson's faults, I feel like he does big moments great. Yes, for sure. So I, I do hope we have just one big page of them seeing each other at least. I, I can see a moment where maybe they're both running before they even know they're, they're in the same area and they both like lock eyes and they both just stop and stare for a second. Yeah, oh my god, there. I'm getting chills just thinking really about cool. that. Yeah, like, that would be ugh, awesome. Just a si- silence at first as they both just stare at each other and then they run over and embrace and hopefully Bart Just like a single just... tear or something. Because like even when Bart comes back in, in the Flash annual, he like says, you know, Barry, you were, you were never my Flash. It was always Wally. Like, Wally's mm-hmm. his guy. And he should have a reaction to that where it's like he sees Wally again and it's like he's found something that he lost because he's been he's been with the with Young Justice. But I feel like that the fact that he hasn't had Max or, or Jay or Wally, it's like his whole family is missing. And the only person he's reconnected with is Barry, who is arguably the one he was the least close with. Yeah, that's a good point out of the Flashes. Oh, man. Yeah, because Max is coming back too, and Jay as well. Jay's kind of already back, but when he sees Wally, oh, just have him whisper like, "Wally," and then run over, yeah. kind of thing. Oh. oh my god, yeah. Please. Anyways, that's Young Justice issue seventeen. Yeah, that's really all there is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's not much, not much happened. Uh, I give it like a seven. No, no, wait, wait, wait. I don't know why I said that. No, I I will think no, about it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. You're gonna take that back, and you're gonna <laughs> say that again, Hunter. I will not <sighs> stand for this. 
I give it like a three. I didn't mind the Robin and Batman moment. I thought the concept was good. And maybe a two. I'll, I'll say yeah, three. I, I'd, <laughs> I'd say, I'd say yeah, 2.5 to three. Somewhere around there. Like, I'm trying to find reasons to give it more. Because I'm like, well, it's a well-produced book. And the art looks pretty good. And, you know, it's, it's DC. So how bad can it be? But at the same time, DC this week also released Legends of the Dark Knights. And we know how that went. So... And it's yeah, also like... something my my worst thing in comics is I hate continuity being ignored and it shows Lex Luthor is Apex Lex and that's how they took down and they took down Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom's been missing for since Justice Doomore ended. <laughs> they've been missing, they've been thought dead, missing, maybe they're disabandoned. No one knows what happened to Legion of Doom. And Luthor's missing entirely. You might know and it was rumored that he just lost his Apex Lex Luthor form. And in this one, I guess they're back. <laughs> Oh, but Bendis, Bendis didn't read that book. Like, oh, right. Think, oh, right. <laughs> I don't think Bendis reads anything other than what he's writing. Yeah, yeah. duh. <laughs> um, I'll do like a quick round real quick. Uh, Red Hood Outlaws for number 47. Uh, one interesting thing about this issue was uh, a time-traveling old Red Hood the Outlaws are in it. So, it's Red Hood and the current Outlaws, which is Bizarro and uh, Artemis. They're fighting Trigon, and just when all hope seems lost, a time-traveling team comes in, and it's Red Hood, Starfire, and Arsenal. So, Roy Harper. So, I thought that was like, oh. oh. That's cool. Yeah, so, the, oh, in Red Hood and the Outlaws New 52, there is a scene where they go through a door that apparently leads to the future, and that was it. And in this issue here, like, seven years later, there actually it shows where they landed. And it's in this current book, so I thought that was such a cool idea. Only weird thing speaking is, speaking of speaking of um, Roy Harper, um, did 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 deceased Dead Planet issue two come out this week or last week? I think last week. Okay, because that wait, literally wait, had wait. that had Roy Harper like rock up for a couple pages and then <laughs> just get obliterated. Oh, this poor guy can't catch a break. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I have a bad feeling about him coming back here. My only problem with this issue is Bizarro is kicking Trigon's ass, and it's a little weird, because Trigon's like a demon, and Bizarro's like a clone, but no. Uh, Batman Superman, Joshua Williamson was good, it was setting up an arc between Atomic Skull, I don't really care for Atomic Skull that much, so I thought it was just okay. Uh, Justice League issue 50, the anniversary issue, number 50, double-sized. Harper, just to let you know, it was a continuation of the arc that you just read. It sucked. Yeah. I yeah, was... I'm glad I didn't read it. Like, I was like, you know what? After last week, I'm not I'm not going to read that because just... it was just so bad the first time. It was terrible. It's just, it, <laughs> I, I skimmed through it. I usually don't skim comics, but I skimmed through this one. I was like, Jesus, what is this? And yeah. the last comic that I read this week was Captain America number 21. We haven't had a Captain America issue since February. So I was very lost. <laughs> Captain America gets oh, wow, delayed yeah. a lot. Like the... What happened to this run, man? Yeah. What? started off so good it did like oh man i remember when coach like the first arc i remember reading it and being like dude this could if this keeps his quality this could be better than brubaker and then Mm -hmm. it just like sank yeah it's only 21 issues in but the first two arcs were fantastic then captain mary goes to jail and it's like okay yeah this could be good but then he gets out of jail, like, the next issue, and it's like, oh, okay, well. And he's on the run. How many times have we seen Captain America on the run? Like, yeah, We've seen movies about it now at this point. Yeah, and in this case, it's kind of boring. Like, he uses Wakanda tech to disguise himself as, like, a a guy with a beard. 
It, it, it's pretty. It was kind of like a boring issue, and it's weird because that these yeah. issues get delayed so much. Because comics have been back since like June. I also know that Coates is very inconsistent. Like I remember 2018 when his Black Panther was coming out. Like he just missed the summer. Like issue two was like June. Issue three was like October. So weird. Yeah, he's probably busy though. He's like actually probably working on novels and whatnot. He- yeah, when I went to my comic shop, he's just like, oh, there's a new Captain America issue. I'm like, wait, I thought that run got canceled. <laughs> I haven't seen this in so long, but yeah, you know, it was kind of boring. And then, By the way, it looks like that Deceased Dead Planet issue 2 did come out this week. But oh, oops. Who read it? <laughs> okay. It. Apparently people are mad about it, but I didn't read it. It's Well, it's it's just because the whole story is kind of based around the whole idea of a cure now, and it's kind of lost... I don't know. I to me, it was just like I don't really. I'm not as invested in this just because of the direction of the story. Like people are dying, but I'm like, are they going to come back? Are they not? I don't know how to feel. And then some people are just like massacred in a sense that they're definitely not coming back. And I was just like, well, there goes my interest in the series because they were hyped up so much. So it's just yeah, it's whatever. That's fair, yeah. And that's coming from someone who loved the first series read all the spin-offs and really enjoyed them and is like a Tom Taylor diehard. Like I will maintain that the entire Injustice universe, except for like ground zeros, is like amazing. I love it. Uh, Tom Taylor is the best, dude. I he love is. Tom he Taylor. Australian represent. Australian? <laughs> yeah, he's from yeah. Melbourne. He, he pretty sure I'm pretty sure he's from Melbourne, which is only like an hour and a half away from me. He's gotta be the best thing to come out of Australia. Wow, thanks. <laughs> 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 what about Hugh Jackman? <laughs> <laughs> not Tom Taylor, but he wrote um, X Men Red, which I adore. That's a ten out of ten book, and All New Wolverine. That's also a ten out of ten book. I love them. Okay, uh, Tyler, did you want to talk about something that happened in Empire real quick? I did. I did want to talk about. It, it makes me so happy. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Wiccan. Right. The the Young Avengers were these characters in the two thousands. Uh, there's this amazing, amazing book. Please read it. It's called uh, Avengers: The Children's Crusade. Uh, it's about the young Avengers trying to find uh, Scarlet Witch. It's a Doctor Doom story. It's 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 ten out of ten. It's one of the best Avengers stories ever. And not in that, but they've established that Wiccan, the son of Scarlet Witch, and Hulkling, this other character, they're in a relationship together, and they're boyfriends. And in Empire, they reveal that they got married at one point, and so they've been married. And it's just, dude, that wholesome. is so cool. Wholesome. That is awesome. Oh, it's so nice because like they are legitimately one of the better couples in comic books, I think. Uh, especially in The Children's Crusade. That book's amazing and they're so good in it. And it's just oh, it just makes me like feel so happy inside. And it shows like there's like a panel and it's like everyone at their wedding like Kate Bishop's there and Patriot and Iron Lad and it's and Cassie Lang like oh, it's so good. It just makes me happy. It's like one of those like warm and fuzzy moments. It's so good. <laughs> I saw good. nothing but like love online for that. Like people were just yeah. like, amongst all the all the kind of drab and dark things that are happening in comics at the moment. I saw people just being like, "Look at this," and I was like, "I have yeah, no I idea what it means, but it. I'm happy for you." It. I didn't read it because like I didn't expect anything cool to happen. But that's amazing. That's like, oh, that just makes me happy because those characters really deserve the world. Like they're so good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I hear Empire's been going pretty good right now. I'm kind of waiting to read and trade, but I might jump onto it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I might jump on like when it's towards its end because I'm just not that interested in it. I mean, uh, well, you you would love it, bro. It's by Dan Slott. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, it's it's by it's by Al Ewing and Dan Slott. They they're both they're writing it together. 
Uh, look, look, let it be known. I don't hate Dan Slott. I'm sure he's probably a nice guy. But he is a nice I guy. Just, I've met him. I just can't. Oh, really? That's awesome. I, I, I just, met him three times, yeah. I just think that his Iron Man series is the definition of spinning your wheels, where you just go, here's a story about Tony Stark, and he's oh. back to normal. And then, hey, look, he's not back to normal. He's not real. And then Iron Man 2020 is like, hey, he's back to normal. And I'm like, are you trying to leave any lasting consequences, or is it just nothing happening he does that a lot a lot of people say that about everything he's written though they were like uh, his uh his uh fantastic four they say it's boring his fantastic four is boring and his spider-man's the worst and it's just like he's a human being he, he i didn't hate i didn't hate his iron man run like at the beginning i thought it was all right it just, it just kind of lost at the me beginning as <laughs> yeah at the beginning the yeah. Fun. yeah like i, I think the first arc was, Fing was Fang Foom buster yeah oh, it was so. the, there was a lot of fun stuff i just you know i, I yeah Kind yeah, of I'm sure Empire, lost me I haven't end. been reading it really. I read the first issue, but I, I feel like it's probably pretty good. I mean, okay. I love Al Ewing. Al Ewing. I'd die for Al Ewing, so. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'd sacrifice my life for him. I'll yeah, do he anything. wrote Immortal Hulk. I, it brings it all back, back around. <laughs> okay. And that's <laughs> the... <laughs> okay. Okay. You sounded like okay. a disappointed mother then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Um, okay. I'm not disappointed. But yeah, that's the that's the comments of the week, and that's the episode. So I'd like to thank you guys both for joining me again on a hero story. I'm sorry that it was super short notice, and thank you so much for joining for this extra no, long so episode too. We'll have you guys both on again soon. I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy you as guests, and the next time we'll have JD on for sure, assuming that he's no longer missing anymore. I don't know. I haven't actually heard from him we yet. Find him or something. I message you, know, you. We'll bring him back. We'll put him in the Doctor Manhattan body. Oh, oh my okay. God. <laughs> What do we call him? The, the Josh Hatton, Hatton. The Josh G- Hatton who G- mafias. History that. of Hatton. History of Hatton. <laughs> history of Hatton. <laughs> All right. Next, next week, we should have History of Hatton back on. And these two guys will <laughs> join us again one of these days, I'm sure. If you guys like this episode, please message me or the Hero Story Instagram account about it. These guys are like siblings in the way Black Cat is a sibling to Spider-Man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to a hero story and, uh, we realized it's oh, not the way to go no. yeah. well i did i messaged you guys after i was on last time and, and i said hey i want to be on for the the speed metal issue and you're like yeah cool and then i looked it up and it was like the issue 23 of daredevil the final issue of williamson's flash and speed metal all come out on that same day yeah yeah so we'll have you on and we'll have tyler on some of these times too and both of you guys on for sure I know I mentioned at the start of the episode that we're doing a Daredevil episode when issue 25 comes out and both of you guys have to come on that where it's just yes. going to be like a celebration of the character of Matt Murdock. So we're looking forward to that episode. But until then, that's been a hero story. So if you're joining us, please give a five-star review on iTunes. I think that's what JD usually says. And if you're on something mm-hmm. else, please subscribe slash follow or like. This is JD's wait, line. Wait, can so I I'm... say what JD says to to sign off the show when you're ready? Oh, can we yeah. say it together? <laughs> yeah, let's. All right. Well, I mean, you guys I don't know how can. we're gonna time that for sure. We just go and together. Uh, Everything is a gift. Goodbye. <laughs> all right, we got this. And then Hunter will do his thing. Yeah, yeah we got this. Yeah, we got, we got this. this. <laughs> ready? Three, two, one, go. And remember, every second, every second is, is a gift. gift. That was goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. It was so out of sync. <laughs> Blah.